2: Welcome to the Access Consciousness Radio Show. We'll help you find that awareness with tools that actually work. Now, here are your hosts, the founders of Access Consciousness, Gary Douglas and Dr. Dane here.
3: Welcome. Hey, everybody! It's Gary Douglas. Uh, you know, I'm the founder of Access Consciousness, and Dr. Dane here is not here. Uh, you know, it's like, how come he's not here? Well, he's always here, but he's not here because he's actually in Sweden doing a class tonight, and so he's like, uh, you know, not available for this show. At any rate, welcome everybody, and today uh, we're going to talk about dealing with stepchildren, and, you know, and we'll also talk a little bit about dealing with children as well, because you know, it's like I've had four of them, and I know how to do that, and two of them are stepchildren, and I know how to do that, and, and uh, there's a more conscious way of doing it, and we need to be aware of that. So uh, my guests tonight are uh, Simone Millsis and Brendan Watt, who uh, are a couple that have a child, except that Simone is the stepmom, sort of, and Brendan is the dad. So they have some experience in this area. Uh, I'm sure that they will be calling in. They said they would, and we will talk with them about their situation in a little while. You know, it's like for me personally, it's like I, I always had the point of view that, you know, when I had a child, it's like my child was supposed to be my number one priority. And I know that with my first kid, uh, you know, it's like the first Christmas he was alive. Uh, we had some friends who said, well, it's a, it's a non-no children allowed Christmas party. And I said, well, then I won't be coming because Christmas is a time for families and I'm bringing my kid or I'm not coming. So they changed the entire party because of me. I can be a little bit demanding, I guess. At any rate, uh, you know, it's like realizing where you sit with your kid. You got to know what it is. And when I got divorced from my first wife, my child did not like my second wife, and she was having a terrible time with that. So we, uh, we, we, you know, we tried every way we could to get that to a different position, and we are, you know, it's like we were looking to, you know, to create a different possibility with my kid. And she had a son and a daughter that was about the same age as my kid. And so we had a lot of stuff we had to work through. And that's what you have to do when you have families, and especially when you combine it. You know, the Brady Bunch was like this great lie that they perpetrated on the public, that you just get together, you have children and they all get along and everything is happiness and joy. It wasn't that way. Mm-hmm. So I think that uh, Simone and Brendan are now on board and are you guys here?
4: Hi. Yes, we are. Hi, yeah. Gary.
3: Hi. How are you guys doing with your parenting skills today?
4: With our parenting skills today?
3: <laughs> yes.
4: Um. Uh, we're doing great and interesting uh, Gary you know I know that you've spoken to both myself and Brendan in the last uh twenty four hours and it's um it's it's yes. been interesting to have a look at what and how to create something that's different based on you know uh brendan's son being the priority here and not not um I guess even requiring more information, Gary, on not uh, um, not sort of pushing the boundaries or the limits with what his relationship is with Brendan. And it's funny, you recommended to us that, that Brendan spend some time with him. In the last two days, he spent you know a few hours each day with him. And I noticed today he came up and gave me a hug and a kiss, and it was the same connection that we've had for a long time except we hadn't had in the last week. And it was almost like what you said, that, you know, Brendan had to have this time alone with Nash and what that created. So it's been amazing the information you told us, so maybe we should talk more about that as well.
3: Okay, so what occurred was that uh, we were out to lunch the other day and uh, Brendan was interested in... Uh, Brendan was saying to his son, his son was like complaining about things, so he's saying, Okay, so Nash, you you know you want to go home, stay, you know, go back to your mom's and and go to school. And the kid sort of got this bright look in his eye, and and he said, But but I don't want to go alone. And his dad said, Well, you'll have to go alone because I have to stay here and work. And he says, But I don't want to fly all the way to Australia alone. And Afterwards, you know, it's like I talked with Brendan about. I said, "Look, the one thing you got to do is not put mom in there with the threat of school. It's like you cannot ever make it so that the kid has to choose between his mom and you. Because if you do, then he's always going to go. He can't go against you, so he has to go against the mom. There's no other choice. And that's really the way it works when you have a relationship with someone. You've got to see the kid cannot be put in a position uh, where they." Don't realize that they have any control, and it's like it's it's really hard on kids anyway. You know, it's like little kids don't have any control in the beginning, and the greatest gift you can give your kids to give him control of some things, not everything, but some things, and let him choose. And the one thing you don't ever want to do is put it where he has to choose between you and your ex partner. And once you do, if you create it so that you he has to choose between you and your ex-partner, then he will always take it out on the, you know, your new mate. And that's the one thing you want to avoid. You want to keep that not part of the deal. And, you know, so that was one of the things I told Brendan about. And so that was why you went off and spent time with him, isn't it, Brendan?
5: Yeah. And um, it brought up a whole lot of stuff, a whole lot of awareness for me about um, parenting as well because, I looked at all the places not only with that but where I was doing it and where I had it done with me. So I mean we talked last night and I was like, well that was the way that I was treated, not the way that I should have been and 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 being with Nash today was a totally different thing. It was like I wasn't trying to be a um wasn't trying to be a good dad or trying to be something or or you know It really, it took the trying out of it, and I looked at, okay, so what about if I was just
3: being with him? Would it teach, would it give him the opportunity to be something different? Exactly, and that's what you want to do, is offer the kid the opportunity to be something different, to have something different, by being there for him in a different way, not by doing this thing of the kid has to have this thing, that thing, or the other thing. What is it? kid wants and having the question of what is it the kid desires. And, you know, it's like with my second wife and my son, he didn't want me to get married. He didn't want me to have anybody else in his life because I had made a huge mistake. And the huge mistake I made was I had, you know, I'd taken away the ability of the kid to have a choice. Now, that's not a cool way to do it.
4: So, Gary, you, last night you also, um, you were talking to Brandon, too, about, like, who was his priority, and the first thing he said was Nash, his son, and then you also pointed out that I was also a priority as his enjoyable other, his partner, and it's like, I think that's a really interesting thing to have a look at, too, with how
3: yes. you I make both people priorities. So, so where's it's like Brandon
4: what? in that competition?
3: Yeah, so where do you fit in the computation? And it's like the thing is, it's like what he has to do is make sure that he makes you a priority and he makes the kid a priority. And what you have to do is you have to see at which moments you have the availability to create your mate as the priority and at which point you have the ability to make your child the priority. Can we have a caller, Sarah, from California? Are you there, Sarah? Yes. What can we do for you today?
6: What about when everyone's adult, the stepchildren are adults, um, the parents have remarried when the, when the children are already adults? How can you have a what can I do to have peaceful get-togethers, even if what I feel uh, from the step parent is that they don't necessarily like me?
3: Well, first of all, they don't like you, and you just got to state that and recognize that. But what you got to do is, you know, it's like what I would do and what I do with my kids as adult, you know, as adult children. as I said, okay, so what do you want me to be in your life? Do you want me to be in your life? And if so, how do you want me to be in your life? What do you want me to be? And it's like when you establish what the relationship is supposed to be. Because, you know, it's like if you've got... You know, you gotta—is it a stepmother or stepdad? Stepmother. Stepmother. You know, first of all, it's like most women do not like other women's children. That's the word, one to start with. Now, most men can't tell whether the kids are theirs or not because, even though they stick it in, they get no indication that it actually belongs to them. So they're a little more lenient on that that line. One of the things you got to do is look at it from the point of view of okay, so what do you want you know what do you want our relationship to be and I would talk with your stepmother direct and say, "Look, I know this is not easy for you. it's not easy for me either, you know, but I would like this to be something that we could have some kind of time together where it would be enjoyable and easy so how what would you like our relationship to be? Do you want me to be the wicked stepdaughter? do you want me to be a friend? Do you want me to treat you as you know as my father's wife, and how do you how does that look, and what is it you want from me? How would you like this to look? And when you ask those kind of questions, then what it does is open the doors for the other person to give their point of view. Because, you know, she married your father, and it's like I don't know that she was prepared for the fact. She thought, well, they're grown up, so I won't have to deal with them, which is what most people do when they have grown kids. They think, well, I won't have to deal with this. But it's like, that's not true. It's like, you know, when you have family, you have family, and you have to deal with them. So you have to get the technique that will work for you. Does that help?
6: Um, what competition with the the daughter they did have together. Like, I, I'm not trying to compete with anyone, um, so but is she, I feel this competitiveness coming from the stepmother. The stepmother? Yes.
3: Yeah, well, I mean, that does occur. And it's like, obviously, that is not the healthiest version of doing anything. But if you start to ask, you know, how do you want me to be and how do you want me to be with your daughter? You know, if something happened to you and my dad, where would she stand in my life? Would you like me to be part of her life? What do you want? And present it from the point of view of uh, what would happen if, you know, if you died, if you guys died in a car accident or something and your daughter was left behind, where would she go? What would you be? What would you want us to be in our life? Thank you. You're welcome. Do you have something you want to say, Simone?
4: I, yeah, I was going to say, you know, one of my favorite tools that you gave me, Gary, is um, you told this story about when one of your, uh, Shannon, your daughter, when, uh, when she was young, she was being mean to you, and you, you spoke to her about it, and you basically were saying to her, okay, you have the choice. To be mean to me but i 'll be meaner and it's like i've used that with my stepson because it 's like i'm not looking to be i 'm not looking to be his mum i'm not looking to you know i I have to ask him that question of what what would he like me to be to him, but it 's interesting when sometimes he's done some stuff and i 'm like, all right, instead of saying you can't do that it's like all right, you have the choice to be that with me if you be that with me, if you want to be rude or you want to be mean. Go for it, but I'll do it 10 times worse. And it's like there's this, place that there's this choice that they have in their world and I know that he's looked at it and that by the end of the day it comes from school or something and he'll come and give me something and it's all over, but it's essentially the difference of choice and trying to be that, um, like, not an authority in his life. Does that make sense?
3: Yeah, that's what I did with my daughter, Shannon. We actually went to therapy. And uh, anyway, we went to therapy. And while in therapy, I said, so why do you treat me so badly? And she says, because you're not my real family. And I went, oh, okay. I'm not your real family. And that's the way a whole lot of people think. And that's, you know, it's like thinking in that, uh, thinking in that vein of uh, this is not my real family. It's like then you have to look at, okay, so what do I want to create here? What do I want to be or have with this person? So that's when I said, look, okay, you treat me badly. I'm going to treat you as bad, only worse. And the end result was that I ended up with you know, being mean to her when she was mean to me for about three weeks. And after that, it calmed down and got better. And today, she's one of my best you know, supporters, best friends, and adores me.
4: And it's such a different way to deal with it, Gary, because it's like I know that being a stepmom, you sort of think you've got to get it right. Like and and it's not ch- offering them the choice to choose something and to choose you is like sort of being um I guess like overrided by by their by their point of view or you know who's got the it's,
3: it's their sense of me. So we're gonna have to go to a break here. So oh. uh you know, we'll come back to this right after the break. Thank you everybody for joining us. Conversations about Stepchildren.
6: Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel.
1: What would you say if I told you that you could change your life in only one hour and all while lying down relaxing? Thousands of people all over the world have. What am I talking about? It's called Access Consciousness The Bars. The best thing that can happen is your whole life could change. Go to AccessConsciousness.com today to find a facilitator to schedule a private session or to find a Bars class in your area. Are you willing to give yourself an hour to change your life?
6: When you're pondering the big questions like, Is there more than this? How can I have a happy relationship? What would it take to like my body? And how do I make more money? Where do you go for information and tools? Check out the online store at AccessConsciousness.com. AccessConsciousness.com has books, DVDs, instant video and audio downloads, online classes and so much more. Subjects include abuse, changing your body, recovery, raising children, business techniques, tools to generate more money, how to have better sex and healthier relationships, just to name a few. At accessconsciousness.com, you can also find facilitators who teach local classes on a variety of subjects. Accessconsciousness.com, your one stop shop for tools to assist you in changing your life. All of life comes to us with ease, joy, and glory. Go to accessconsciousness.com to learn more.
2: Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. You are tuned in to Access Consciousness. To join in on the discussion today, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to va at accessconsciousness.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome to
3: Welcome back, everybody. It's... Gary and we have Simone Millicus and Brendan Watt on the line with us, talking about step kids. So uh, I think we went to break. Is that Nash up and about? Uh, that was
5: Simone. She was she was trying to. I think she was trying to impersonate the um, the
3: the how a step parent should sound, screaming in the background, uh, screaming in the background. Okay, so, uh, you know, it's like one of the things I thought we might do is let's do this, okay? So let's do a process so people can start to bleed off some of the charge on this area because it ain't easy being a step parent, let me tell you. So, uh, So what stupidity are you using, which means what awareness are you using, to create the step kids you are choosing? Wow, that's got way more charge than I thought I should have. Everything that is times a godzillion, we just trying to create it all. Right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine, shorts points beyond. Uh so what stupidity are you using to create the step kids you are choosing? Everything that is times a godzillion, we just trying to create. It. Yeah. Right and wrong, good and pot and pock, all nine, shorts points beyond. So what so, stupidity um, well, are you using? Yes, brother. <laughs>
5: One of the things I, so so when I met Nash's mom, she had two kids already. So I did the, I actually did the step parent thing before I did the parenting thing. And and their father was, you know, he was abusive and he was a little bit like my father. And and what, one of the points of view I had was, oh, these poor kids and how could they go through that and, and all these things. So I'm wondering if we could talk about that of how kids actually. <laughs> Well,
3: the thing is that it's like, you know, the mistake you make, you don't want to say these poor kids. You know, it's like the moment you say these poor kids, you make them into victims, and you act like they actually are victims of the situation, and they are involved in the situation, but they're not victims. And if you make somebody a, a victim, the end result is that you end up... Always seeing them as less than they are, and that actually is like a constant energy that you put against them, which does not empower them to actually turn out to be greater than they could be. So you got to be willing to watch that and be aware of that, and not choose to see them as poor kids. You know, when I when I got married to my second wife, I was in the hot tub one night with her, her then fifteen year old son, and. I'm sitting in the hot tub with him, and, he, and I said to him, "So, well, how does it feel to finally have a real family? And he looked at me really strangely and he said, what do you mean a real family? My mom, my sister, and I are a real family. And I looked at him and said, you know what? You're right. And that I'm sorry. That was not an appropriate thing for me to say. But see, I had grown up in a family where there was a father and a mother and two kids, and and so I had the idea that a real family was a father, a mother, and you know, two kids. And so I was looking at his reality should be that he'd never had a real family that's that's just an you know obscene thing to do to somebody to assume that they haven't had a real family because if it's just and, you and your mom or your dad or whatever it is it's a real family
4: and Gary the other thing is too it's like uh, I was talking to someone tonight about how do you look at the like you know I know somewhere in my world my point of view is that you know, one's life is better when he's with us. But that's a judgment rather than actually that's allowing ju- him to choose. Yeah.
3: And what, you know, what's going to work it's for him? It's
4: not easy. And I've heard you talk about also that kids choose their parents. Parents. Can you talk about that a little bit? They choose their parents. They choose their step-parents. They choose everything that's coming into their life.
3: Yeah. You know, it's like they choose... What they're going to have. And uh, so you got to get that every kid chooses uh, what's going to work for them. And you've got to, you know, you've got to find the way to make this work so that you can have a different possibility.
4: So trusting that they actually know what they're choosing even when they're five, six, seven, eight.
3: Yeah, you know, it's like when I, you know, when I worked with people when they were a little older, old enough to talk about it. What I discovered is that they knew before they came in that their parents were going to get divorced. They knew that they weren't going to have to deal with their parents together. They knew they, you know, it's like they had that awareness when they came in. They were prepared for it. So what if that was a different way of looking at things? You yeah. know, what yeah. if you started looking from instead of su- assuming that the kids have a terrible problem. Well, one thing I,
5: one thing I noticed with, I mean, by doing the parenting classes that I do and stuff as well, is, like, even last time when I was talking to you and and I was like, yeah, a couple of that, and you were like, hey, you're not perfect. This is not about getting it perfect. Yeah. And, and one thing for me, before you, you've always told me, parenting is not about getting it right. It's about, like, I have a willingness to always to always change it and always look at, okay, what's what can I do different? And one of the things I noticed with doing these parenting classes is how many people actually parent from the place of not wanting to mess their kids up. Or not
4: wanting well, to do...
3: Like the, 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 yeah, well, the majority, of the, the majority of the people in the world, you know, it's like I know that, uh, you know, it's like I have lots of friends who are always trying not to do... To their kids, what was done to them by their parents, but because they have already duplicated what their parents are, and you have to do that to know what not to do, you duplicate them and you start doing against what they had, which means you end up usually creating your kids doing exactly what you didn't want them to become, because they become more like your parents than you, and it's it's very interesting to see the kids do that. And that's the insanity that we do with child rearing. One of the gifts you want to do with your kids is raising your kids, is every day destroy and uncreate what your relationship was yesterday with them today. And if you destroy and uncreate your relationship, then you will not come from the conclusions and the decisions and the judgments you have about it, but you'll come from that place of looking at a different possibility. So how many decisions, judgments, computations, conclusions do you have about raising children? Okay, that's way too many. Uh-oh. Everything that is the godzilla, we trying and create yeah. it all. We're yeah, and wrong, good and bad, pod and Pock, all nine shorts, boys and beyond. Holy moly! Wow. So, how many?
4: So much. of how you get it right.
3: Yeah, it's all about how to get it right. You know, it's like, and I know that as a step parent you try to be more indulgent of the kids than their parents are in the hopes that they're going to like you as well as they do their parents. And instead of just involving yourself in their life in such a way that you actually empower them, okay, so what do you really want, kid? How do you want Mm -hmm. this to look? You try to come to conclusions about what it's supposed to be. So all the Mm decisions, judgments, computations, and conclusions you have about parenting, we just try to create all that. Right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pot, yeah. all same shorts, boy,
5: Yeah. So I'm wondering how yeah. much we um, we put that into their future as well. Like with with um, even that with Nash, what, like what we talked about with you know with me doing that thing with his mom of how much that creates in his future. And I know we've been talking about the last couple of days with with um, you know this thing of how much we actually create. It how much solidity of our future we, can you talk about that? Well,
4: even as you're saying that, I'm thinking about, like, so I come in, Nash comes into my life when he's five, he's now eight, and it's like, but obviously the, the, you know, response systems of parenting would tell a parent, which isn't necessarily generative or correct, and so how much of like you said, how much of that is do we create a solidity of a future based on on other people's points of views rather than actually the awareness like you're talking about here. You
3: know? Yeah. Well you do it a lot, you know, and it's like and the thing is that's the only interest we have because who do you have as an example of what to do?
4: Your you mom know, and it's dad. Like
3: you only have your Yeah. You know, it's like I know one one time my stepson. Uh was he had a job where he had to be up at six o'clock in the morning to go to work and it was two o'clock in the morning and i'm I come stomping out of my bedroom and he's out playing with his friends and talking to him and laughing hysterically and having a good time. And I walk out and I said, "Young man, you are you aware that you have to get up at six o'clock in the morning and then uh, <laughs> my mother said the same thing to me, and I didn't pay any attention to her either. Good night
4: because <laughs> I realized.
3: Just like my mother, and it's just like yeah. it's kind of crazy. You know, yeah. It's like you don't want to be like your parents, but you end up that you they end up coming out of your mouth in the oddest times. So you got to get clear that you know it's like you got to learn how to parent from a different place. And I know with my yeah. stepson when he first when we first uh, got together, I said, okay, so how do you want you know how do you want to be with me? Do you want me to be your stepdad? Do you want me to be your wicked stepdad? Do you want me to be you know, do you want me to be your friend? Um, you know, what do you want my role to be in your life? And he turned to me and he said, I want you to be my dad because I've never had one. And I went, whoa, wow. that's really a load. And I went, okay, I can do that. And I and I promised him I would be his dad. And so I have functioned as his dad ever since. He's right. now 42 and, you know, and he was... 15 then. So it's like I've been his dad ever since that time because that's what he asked me to be. And that's the reason I always ask the kids, what do you want me to be in your life? So well,
4: I think
3: like, that's an awesome you want... Yeah. And it's like, what do you want me to be for you in your life? And it's like if you ask that, then you open the door to them actually choosing what your relationship is. And if they get to choose yeah. what your relationship is, then they will create the relationship with you instead of against you. And so many people I know have had, you know, stepkids where they ended up fighting them all the time. And they were just really wanting to move out and go away and get rid of them and give them back to their other parent and all that kind of stuff. And that isn't the way to create a good relationship with a person you're with either, because that doesn't work at all. So I, you know, it's like for me, it's like I look at it and I go, okay, so what what choices do I need? You know, I remember
4: the first time, Gary, that um, my niece was over at our house and,
3: your niece was over at your house, and you disappeared. Okay, so, so let's run that process one more time. Let me run this process, and we'll come back. Okay. So we're going to go to a break now. Thanks much. We'll be back in a few minutes.
2: Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel.
7: Hey, everybody. This is Dr. Dane here. And I would like to invite you to an adventure in being. I've just written and finished a new book known as Being You, Changing the World. Are you one of those dreamers? One of those people who's always known that other possibilities should be available but haven't yet been able to see them be created? Well, I wrote this book for you. In it, you'll find tools, processes, and unique perspectives to change the things you've always wanted to change but didn't know how. In it, you'll find an invitation to a different possibility for a way that we can be in this world that changes not only our lives, but by being us, allows us to contribute to changing everything planet-wide that doesn't work. Are you aware that truly great people, truly being them, is the only thing that has ever created a great change on this planet? Are you willing to step up? Are you willing to be one? Check out a copy of my new book, Being You, Changing the World. I invite you to go to beingyoubook.com for a free gift.
6: When you're pondering the big questions like, is there more than this? How can I have a happy relationship? What would it take to like my body? And how do I make more money? Where do you go for information and tools? Check out the online store at accessconsciousness.com. Accessconsciousness.com has books, DVDs, instant video, and audio downloads. Online classes, and so much more. Subjects include abuse, changing your body, recovery, raising children, business techniques, tools to generate more money, how to have better sex and healthier relationships, just to name a few. At AccessConsciousness.com, you can also find facilitators who teach local classes on a variety of subjects. AccessConsciousness.com your one-stop shop for tools to assist you in changing your life. All of life comes to us with ease, joy, and glory. Go to accessconsciousness.com to learn more.
2: Build a better business. Achieve that goal. Make good on that resolution. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. Build a better business. Achieve that goal. Make good on that resolution. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. You are tuned in to Access Consciousness. To join in on the discussion today, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to va at accessconsciousness.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome to Welcome back,
3: everybody. It's Gary with Simone and Brendan, and we're going to be talking some more about, you know, stepchildren, children, how to parent, hopefully not be as crazy as their parents were and all that kind of stuff. So uh, before we went to break, we were having all kinds of breaking up and stuff, and I, I, I had this flashback to when I was a little kid and we had a radio in our living room, and my parents would spend half their time like adjusting the knobs to try and get the sound better, and I felt like we were doing that again. I mean, it's like, it's whole new <laughs> universe. All right. Well, you know, part of the problem is that my phone is running out of battery. How's that for cool?
4: <laughs> <laughs>
3: I'm trying to do all not the right things, so and my phone we're is running out of having a great time,
4: technically. Techni- Technology, yeah. Okay, Maybe it's we definitely should one, of, to it's it's one of our, it's,
3: it's one of my least favorite things in the world, technology.
4: Hey, so just I'm on that, you did you know about. that uh, the Welcome to the World tune that is played all the time with Voice America, like with this segment, is now available on iTunes as well? So if you look up Welcome to the World with Access Consciousness and Joy Voice, o e t h it's, uh you can buy it as a ringtone. Just oh, what a I know. I'm going to get that as
5: my ringtone. Well,
4: that's great because I'm going to get it as well. Then your phone will be ringing, my phone will be ringing. Okay, you I'll won't it. know whose phone it is. I'll, just, I'll <laughs> just get it as text then. I'll get it
5: as text. You have it as well.
4: Okay. Okay. So, can I tell a story, Gary? You know, when I first started, um, I'm going to say dating, Brennan because mm-hmm. it's an American... Uh, terminology Courtin. and courting and we were actually going out for about I think it was about a year and at one stage like when he moved into our house and and uh, my house and um with Nash who we, we have like pretty much like 50 to 80 percent of the time at one moment I was just like I don't know if I can do this like I never wanted to have children ever wanted to have children I never had that in my universe that I ever wanted to get married or have kids yeah and all of a in a relationship. And you never wanted to have children, and here you are with children. Kid. Funny how that works. What's that? Yeah. And and so, and so I remember talking to Brendan, and he was so sweet about it, and he said to me, look, I come with a five-year-old. And I was like, yeah, I know, I get well, that. And he said, look, we can move sounds out. Sounds like somebody's I gone. Like, oh, maybe I'm gone. I don't know. It's going to look different. And it was interesting, too, because that following weekend, um, Brent's away to work, and I had... We had bars, which is one of the things that we advertise on Voice America. We had a bars day, and uh, Nash, Brendan's son, showed up with Brendan's mum, grandma. And it was really interesting because as soon as I walked in, he just looked at me and he goes, Simone, and ran on over and, like, gave me this big hug. And then I'm getting my bars, and I'm lying on this massage table, and he jumps up on top and lies on top of me and is just cuddling into me. And then he's running around, he falls over and hurts his knee, and, you know comes over to me crying and you know it was nothing about grandma it was all about me you know looking after him and I was like gosh you're a smart kid I could see what he was creating because I was still looking at the whole situation going okay what is it that I would truly like to create I do really well on my own I don't need anyone Brendan's away and then I have this interaction with his son and I was like geez you're a smart kid because the energy that he was contributing to me and what he was like, creating with that, I went, oh, I actually don't wish to have that not in my life. So how can I work this that it can be in my life and it can work for all of us? We ended up moving to a bigger house, which gave us a more space, which was far better. It was interesting to see how the kids also create the relationship that you have with the man or woman, you know, that, that you're entering into. It's like, they have such a big part in creating the family.
3: Yeah, well, the you know, the funny part about it is with all of this, you, you know, you never, you never are really certain about.
4: Okay, so one of the things I was so grateful for was the fact that, um, that Nash was so willing to invite me into his life for my relationship with him, and it wasn't just my relationship with his father, it was like what we could give to each other, and how different, and the difference that was. And the difference that it could be. And it's like he totally, it wasn't just his father inviting me to be a part of his life, it was the child <laughs> also inviting me to be a part of his life, which I was really <clears throat> grateful for. And it it allowed, hey, Gary, and it allowed a totally different um, relationship to show up between the three of us. And it's like, so anywhere that you think that, you know, the child doesn't have, um, doesn't have any uh, point of view or, or manipulative skills and how it gets created, it's like, I would destroy and I create that. Times of God's really enlightened, wrong, good and bad, and pot, all nine, shorts, boys and beyond. Like, be willing to invite the child to actually ask for what they would like in, in their life as well, and what that looks like.
3: Hey, I'm thrilled. You just took over for me. Thank God.
4: I'm not needed. <laughs> You become you become useless. No, <laughs> I've, I've become useless. I'm no longer valuable. Okay, cool. Uh, well, how does that how does that relate also to, um, like the whole uh, parenting thing as well, and the step parenting thing, though, Gary.
5: You said to me once about becoming um, needless, becoming needless as a parent, or well, was yeah. it needless or you?
3: Yeah, needless as a parent. So You want to be needless and you want your kids to get to the point where you are useless in their lives. You know, and that means you've prepared them for creating their lives if you've done that. Yeah. And you want to get to the point where they can make a choice, make a decision, create a possibility all of their own and handle most everything they have. You know, it's like I did my best to prepare my kids and I was really thrilled uh my youngest son went to visit a friend of his, and the kid's parents weren't home. And he called me and he said, "Uh, Dad, Dad, Dad. I said, What, kid? What's the matter? He goes, I I just, I punched out my friend's younger brother, and I just knocked his tooth out. And I said, Okay. And he says, But we put it in milk, because at school they taught us that if you put it in milk, and the nerves don't die, and all you have to do is stick it back in really hard and pop it, and it'll, it'll still grow again. And I went, okay, I'll be right there. So I, I got in the car, and I went up to their house, and I walked in, and it's like there was blood everywhere because the kid's tooth being knocked out and made a mess. I said, okay, and luckily, it said that beforehand that there was blood everywhere. So I happened to have a bottle of hydrogen peroxide. And by the way, for all of you to know, don't tell the people on CSI. But if you use hydrogen peroxide, it eats up blood. So you can, you know, you kind of dissipate all that stuff. And uh, so we, we did the hydrogen. I had them do the hydrogen peroxide, and I took this kid's tooth, and I looked at it, and I went, okay. And I shoved it up there and pushed it in really hard all of a sudden so that it popped back in, and the, the kid still has his tooth today. But the thing is, I prepared my kids to the point where they were willing to call me when they needed me and I never made them wrong for the fact that they called me. And I noticed a lot of parents that did. They would get angry at their kids for having made a mess or having done something. Or, and it's like, you know what, that's one of the things you got to not do as a parent, and you definitely got to not do that as a step-parent. Don't make your kids wrong for anything whenever they call you, because if you do that, they won't ever call you when they really need you and when you're uh, the only person that they can turn to. You want to have your kids hey. back.
5: Gary, I have a question about that. So, if if I've been doing that as a step parent, like if I've been, you know, doing doing what I thought I should do as a step parent and doing all these things where I'm like, you shouldn't do that and you shouldn't do this, and and I listen to this radio show, what like what, what like what would you do to to well, swing it all around?
3: Well, what I do is I would go, okay, so everything I did as a step parent, everything I've done to think that I knew what was right and everything I've done to try and teach them what I thought I was supposed to teach them instead of teaching them what empowered them. Just try and uncreate all that. Right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shorts, boys and beyond. Cool. Oh. Yeah. You know, the main thing is, you know, it's like, do we make mistakes? Yeah. But that's one no. of the things, that, you know, the 10 second increments of choice. You know, choosing for 10 seconds, because if you choose anything for 10 seconds, it only lasts 10 seconds. So everywhere you've made yourself wrong forever for one stupid moment of unconsciousness, we just try to uncreate all that. Right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine, shorts, boys, and beyonds. Well, this is a show I've ever done, and this has been the oddest, you know, like mix of technical doodahs that I've ever run across. And, uh, you know, I couldn't hear and I couldn't hear and I couldn't hear. And it you know, it's like, I didn't know what the hell was going on there for a while. And, uh, you know, it's like, I'm really glad I had you guys on because you just picked it up and went with it. You guys are good.
5: Oh, <laughs> uh, we're grateful for you. And I'm wondering, I'm wondering if we if it would be way too weird to be doing some of this one, two, three, four stuff we've been talking about lately about all the futures that we've created. As stuff didn't you notice
3: before that I tried to avoid that topic?
5: Okay, well, I, I'm bad. Am okay. I too
3: bad? So, I'm sorry. It's like we got three minutes, and I got to explain this whole thing in three minutes. Okay, so short Reader's Digest conversion. Okay, so it's like this is one, two, three, four. We're doing is we're going to the future, and we're creating, we're desolidifying the things you created as future potentials here, that you're trying to create a future that you're trying to get to by doing the things you do with your kids. So. That's the short version of it. That's not the long version of it that I would rather have gone into. But everything you've done to put your kids into the future and lock them into the future you think you got to create for them and think the future they're supposed to have and everything that you're supposed to have done to make them take that future, will you now destroy and uncreate it on? Uh, will you yeah. destroy and uncreate it on four? One, two, three,
5: four. Three. Thank four. you. Okay. And I- apologize for bringing it up, being so close. He's smiling, Gary. I don't know if he's really
3: sorry. He's <laughs> not sorry. I know him. I know he's not sorry. He likes to bring up what he likes to bring up because it's what works for him that he's interested in. He's like all those other access people. They just want what they want when they want it. So, <laughs> there. <laughs> so. You, you taught us well, Gary.
4: Yeah, he created monsters.
3: Yep. So one of the things that I would like to mention, we do have a book called Conscious Parents, Conscious Kids, or Conscious Kids, Conscious Parents. And it was compiled of stories from Parents in Access. It is uh the if you purchase it, the proceeds go to the Access True Knowledge Foundation, which is designed uh to actually create a fund to eventually be able to help kids through school and stuff. It's not growing as fast as I would like it to, but I'm you know, I keep working on it, and uh, so if any of you are interested in that book, it's really a great book to read to get some insight into how to handle different situations, and especially with teenagers and stuff. You know, because teenagers ain't easy. They, you know, it's like I think that you know, I personally think that children when they're about twelve should go into a cage and stay there until they're eighteen, but that's me. Or go to
4: boarding school.
3: Yeah, actually. I went to an island in uh, the Caribbean, where it was a French island, and they actually had this law where when your kids hit 13, you had to send them to France to boarding school. So there were no teenagers on this island, and they couldn't come back until they were 18. So there wasn't any wild music, wild parties, wild kids, nothing. It was the quietest place What's, I think I've ever been. And I thought, you know, maybe they've Was it here. Was it, it called, wasn't it
5: called it was, peaceful island?
3: It was a peaceful island. Yeah. It was amazing.
5: Yeah.
3: So you know, it's like, hey, you know, everybody comes up with their own solution for it. So I want to thank you guys for being on here. And uh, Brendan, I know that you do some uh, things called Definitely Different Dad. And, uh, it,
5: and I love it. I, I'm going to have to change the name because every time you mention it, you say Definitely Different Dad. And it's actually called Totally Different Dad. Uh, oh, okay. you, maybe I'll have to change the name.
3: Yeah, well, I just want everybody to know you're a double D. <laughs> I love it. Different. Okay. So thank you everybody for joining us today. Hope you learned a few things. Hope we gave you some clearings. Hope that this makes it a little easier for you. Not an easy subject, hard subject to cover in an hour, especially when we're having technical difficulties. Yeah. But thank you everybody for joining us, and we'll talk to you next week on Access Consciousness on the Voice America. Empowerment Station. Thanks, everybody, for joining us. Thank you, Gary. Welcome to our world where kids are valuable products.
2: We appreciate you joining us this week for Access Consciousness, the radio show. To find out more about Access Consciousness, please visit our website at accessconsciousness.com. Be sure to come back next Thursday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific Time for another edition of our show with Gary Douglas and Dr. Dane here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have an excellent week. Welcome to work.
0: Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel.